Good morning. Today is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. The recent news about Facebook is truly terrifying. Largely because we have known or intuited it for a long time. And now there is clear evidence the company knew what it was doing and exploited it for their own benefit. One of the saddest parts of this is the many people who are vulnerable, who are encouraged to explore subjects that cause them further harm, like girls who are already having body image issues, being exposed to and encouraged to explore material that encourages or romanticizes behavior that can lead to eating disorders. And this has been well known as a facet of Instagram. One of the most dangerous parts of this is expressed in the anecdote that I heard, perhaps you heard this, a group of European politicians came to Facebook to complain about how their messages are or are not getting out to voters. Now, since Facebook prioritizes what is sensational and extreme and divisive as a way of keeping more readers longer because it's easier to keep people's attention with rage than with peace. So these politicians complained that they needed to make more extreme statements and to take more divisive positions just to be noticed, even if sometimes they didn't fully agree with what they were saying. Though there are many wonderful aspects of social media, there are also too many aspects that are tearing us apart, destroying civility, and making respectful disagreements rare and often impossible. So I want to share with you a part of an article titled Shaming, Disagreement, and Purposeful Difference, which was written by Christine Hayes, who is a professor at Yale University, a very interesting scholar, and she draws attention to the following Talmudic narrative. Because obviously, even before social media, this was a problem. And even in the Talmud, there are examples of disrespectful and destructive discourse. But I want to share one passage that I think, and that Christine is suggesting, Professor Hayes is suggesting, is a model for us today. And I think 
even though this problem is so gigantic, but I think if we keep this passage in mind, it may help us think our way to a new place about where we want to be with social media. One of the most interesting pairs of scholars in the Talmud is Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. They could not have been more different from each other. Rabbi Yochanan came from an aristocratic rabbinic family. Reish Lakish was a criminal, a, an actual criminal as a young man. He developed into an outstanding Talmudic scholar. Reish Lakish eventually married Rabbi Yochanan's sister, so they were brothers-in-law. They debated hundreds of issues throughout the entire Talmud with passion and with respect. So listen, please, to this narrative. It occurs in Baba Metziah. Noch nafshei derabashim ben Lakish. Reish Lakish passed away. Though he was younger than Rabbi Yochanan, he passed away before Rabbi Yochanan. He passed away. He had been sick and he passed away. Rabbi Yochanan was exceedingly distressed over this grief, over this loss. More than could be accounted for just in the loss of a loved one, although that itself is immense and everybody grieves differently. But he was exceedingly, exceedingly pained and distressed. Amru Rabbanan said, the other scholars, the other rabbis said, among themselves, man lezel lezfeid ledaite. Who could go to visit Rabbi Yochanan to maybe engage him in conversation, maybe um, uh, um, allow him to distract his mind from his grief, be able to engage in advanced Talmudic halachic discussions. Who could go to visit Rabbi Yochanan? And they said, Rabbi Elazar ben Padas, let Rabbi Elazar go. Demachadadinsh might say, he is very, very sharp, very, very smart. And he is someone who maybe could not exactly substitute for Reish Lakish, who had passed away, but at least be someone else to debate, to have a discourse, to be involved in constructive, intelligent conversation. So Rabbi Lazar went to visit Rabbi Yochanan, and they started to discuss matters of Torah, matters of Jewish law, Whatever statement or position Rabbi Yochanan would state, Amrlei Rabbi Lazar would respond and say, Tanya I have a proof that what you said is correct. I can support your position. I not only agree with you, but I can support your position from another source. Amar, 
Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Lazar, who was visiting him, At kvar lakisha bar lakisha? Do you think that you are comparable to Reish Lakish? Do you think that you're comforting me by what you're saying now? Ki havamina milsa, because when Reish Lakish was alive, and we would discuss Torah, and I would state a position or an opinion, Havamakshali Esrin Varbo and Kushian. He would he would question me with twenty four different questions. He would never just assume that what I said was correct. He would argue and question. And I would answer with 24 different answers. And through our discussion, Torah would grow and our understanding would grow by being challenged by the other, by having an opinion against mine asserted. I would have to grow in thinking through how to defend my opinion. Fa'at Amrit. And you just come here and you say, Tanya de Messiah, there is a source that supports you. Don't I know that what I said is correct? I don't need you to tell me there's a source that supports me. I already know that. What do I need an echo chamber for? Just to use this modern term that's such a problem with Facebook. What do I need people around me that just agree and and uh, validate what I'm saying and... and um, promote what I'm saying. I don't need that. I know what I'm saying is correct. I need you to challenge me. I need you to disagree with me. Respectfully, but with passion. And Rabbi Yochanan was even more distraught after this visit of Rabbi Lazar. V'amar, and he screamed out, Hecha ad bar where are you, Reish Lakish? Where are you, Reish Lakish? Until the Talmud says he lost his mind. Professor Hayes writes that Rabbi Yochanan understood that there is no purpose there is no virtue in speaking to one who only confirms me and does not challenge me because that when we do that we are taking away the ability to enable our opponent to be stronger to have in our minds that the one who opposes me is coherent and ethical to allow the one who disagrees with me to be the best version of themselves instead of simply saying, I just discredit and disregard whoever disagrees with me when I recognize the best version of the one who disagrees with me, that enables me to realize the strongest version of myself. And she continues, any technology, 
that rewards reflex responses to disembodied and faceless others entrenches the habits that fuel destructive conflict. And that is exactly what is happening. That is exactly what the evidence now shows us to be true. And Hayes finishes with this. We live in a world of difference. We can choose to be destroyed by our differences or to be nourished by them. What's so frightening right now is that so many are choosing to be destroyed and to destroy because of our differences. We need to choose differently. We need to choose to be nourished by those differences. We need to choose to look at the best version of those who disagree with us and encourage that response in order to sharpen our own. Every one of us needs to make this choice for ourselves and in order to save our society. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.